The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The text for our meditation our, we will be having this morning is the basis of our gospel reading, which was read. Please join with me in a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, we thank you for your love for us. For you came as the shepherd who is willing not only to love the sheep, but to die for the sheep. You died for us. You paid for our sins. And you even come looking for us when we stray. So, Lord, we pray, bless us this day that we may embrace your love and share that love, especially with those who have not yet heard, those who have not yet believed that you love them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Please be seated. Whether you've been coming to this church for a long time or this is your first time coming, I want you to know something very important. Jesus loves you. He loves you individually. And he loves all of us corporately as a body. But most of all, I pray that as you come today, that the word you hear will indeed be a blessing to you. That you may truly know that Jesus died for you. And he wants you to be in a relationship with him and a relationship with other people so that you might indeed grow in your faith, that you might share that faith, that you might live that faith. And Jesus knows how you doing right now? He knows if things are going great. He knows if you're struggling. And he knows if you're struggling right now what you're struggling with. It might be financial issues, health issues, relationship issues, all sorts of different issues. Whatever it is, Jesus knows, and he says, I'm with you, and I'll help you. I'll be there for you because I want you to know you are precious to me. Jesus loves us, and he especially loves the lost. Take a look at what you see. God loves the lost. When you take a look at this particular image, what you see, of course, is the word lost, but you see the shepherd looking, and you see the sheep up there on top of that T, and you notice that sometimes the sheep are like that. They're far away. They're in a dangerous place, and they don't even know it. Sometimes they don't even want to be found. But the shepherd's going to go looking because the shepherd knows sheep need to be loved, protected, and cared for. And so the shepherd goes. Our shepherd goes. Our Savior goes. Especially when we stray, he wants us to know he's looking for us. Because he knows we can't survive for long spiritually apart from him. 
because there are all sorts of enemies trying so hard to get us to stay away, to believe that somehow, someway, there are things that are better than what our shepherd does provide for us. Our shepherd, in the parable we heard today, wants us to know very clearly that he will come and look for us. He is willing to leave all the rest of us and come looking for you, for me. For there's times when all of us will stray. There's times when we get lost and we need to be found. And I'm so thankful that you're here today because that means you know that Jesus has found you. And if this is your first time coming, I want you to know Jesus has found you, and we want to help you to know more about what it means to be found. In fact, all of us need to be reminded, what does it mean to be found by our shepherd? It's important for us to hear the rest of the story. To understand a parable like this, it's helpful for us to understand the culture, understand the context, to know what was going on back in that day, that first century when Jesus was alive and telling the story. It's kind of like us needing to think about what the future would be like. Can you imagine if somebody 2,000 years from now, in the year 4,000 AD, would find a DVD of Seinfeld? or I Love Lucy, and somehow they were able to play it. Imagine what they would be thinking. What was going on back then? What, is that the way people lived? Is that the way people acted? I mean, really? You see, we have a hard time today really understanding what was going on in Jesus' day and this parable. A sheep were in abundance. <laughs> people saw sheep all over the place. They knew about sheep. They saw sheep. They sacrificed sheep. They ate sheep. They used sheep for their clothing, for the wool. And so knowing the context, knowing the culture is so very helpful for us. Looking backwards in time, if you will. Knowing what was going on back then. So to fill you in on a little bit about sheep, Sheep are the only farm animal that still require up-close and personal care. They lack the ability to regulate how much food they will eat. In fact, if you put food out in front of them, they'll just keep eating and eating and eating and eating. They can even die from overeating. They also have sensitive stomachs. So a shepherd has to watch what he allows them to be able to eat. Shepherds have the responsibility to lead their sheep to green pastures, to still waters. Think of the image that we read about in Psalm 23 of God's love in the shepherd, as King David wrote for us. Now, there's other things that are helpful for you to know about what was going on in that day as well. 
You see, they had a different system that was going on. A different system in how they viewed God. And the religious leaders in those days really lived by this and practiced this. And they wanted everybody to have this view of God. Of seeing God as one who required people to live up to his standards before he would approve them. How God sits at the center of privilege and people must come to him. And also how certain rituals must be performed in order to gain access to this God's presence. You see, in those days, they saw things differently. The religious leaders pretty much felt that they were better than anybody else and they really stressed this before the people. And God had set up for the people a different way for them to live. And this is a map of the, of the temple. And if you take a look at it, it shows how hard it was for people to approach God. You see, on your far left, where you see the number one, that kind of grayish brown area, it says Temple of God. In that little box, it says Holy of Holies, and to the right of it, the Altar of Sense, Incense, and below that, the Temple of God. On top of it, it tells you in white, this was the court of the priests then. Only priests could enter into this area. And only once a year, on the Day of Atonement, the high priest could enter into that Holy of Holies to offer a sacrifice. So the priests were the only ones who could go into that whole white area, including where it says number two, the altar of sacrifice. And then just to the right of that number two, you see 3A, and it says Court of, Court of Israel. That's where the men only could enter. To the right of it, in that pink area as well, was the Court of Women. So this is only where they could be. And Gentiles, anybody that's not a Jew, they couldn't enter into any of those rooms, any of those courts. It was very specific as to where they could be, how far they could go. Most people were limited as far as where they could go to worship. That's the context. So when Jesus told this parable, you got to know he's eating with people that were considered to be the low-class people, tax collectors, sinners, people that nobody would want to eat with. Jesus should have known better is what the religious leaders were saying. But Jesus did. He ate with them. Jesus turns the whole thing upside down. Because instead of people having to go to approach God, Jesus says, I'm going to go and look for you. Just like a shepherd goes and looks for the lost sheep. And so, Jesus wants us to see that image in our head. He goes after the lost. He goes after the people that have strayed in sin. And he tells them, I love you. God loves you. He forgives you. And he wants you to have a relationship with him.
So what happens today in our world? How do we making getting to God hard work for people? What do we do as a church? What spiritual hoops do people perceive they have to go through in order to be a part of the church? Do people think we expect them to wear nice clothes, to be good people before they can enter into these doors? Do people have the perception that they need a ticket to know where they can sit and even to be able to enter into this church? What are the perceptions that people have who are not part of the church? How do we listen to them? How do we talk to them to let them know that Jesus cares about them? We care about them because Jesus cares about us and he cares about them. Have we set up some kind of barriers unintentionally to them? Jesus was confronting the religious insiders of his day. Those were the people that were identified as the Pharisees and the scribes. Because Jesus wanted them to see in his telling this parable, I want you guys to imagine that you're shepherds. Shepherds who are willing to go out and look for the lost sheep. You're willing to leave the 99. I want you to imagine that's what your responsibility is. I want you to think about how important that is for you. I want you to think of yourself as a low-class person, an outcast. Can you imagine how difficult that was for them to even hear Jesus saying that? Shepherds were stinky people. They took care of the sheep. They could barely even enter into the temple area. They were disgusting. And those other people, tax collectors and sinners, my goodness, if you ate with anybody in those days in that culture, you were saying that you accepted them. You recognize them as people who you would eat with, who you would talk to, rather than look your nose up upon them. God is the one who connects people to each other, and God is the one who wants us to be like a bridge and help people to know they belong. God wants them to belong with us. God builds a bridge from the inside to the outside. That's what Jesus was doing. He didn't say, hey, you guys, you're scum of the earth. I don't want to have anything to do with you. No, Jesus went and talked with them, and he listened to them, and he loved them, and they knew he cared. And that's why they followed him. And that's why they ate with him. God crosses the bridge and enters into the lostness of other people, to the dregs of society, to the outcasts, to those who are the lost, to those who don't seem to belong in this nice religious setting, but they do. They do belong here with us because we're not any better than any of them. We are people for whom Jesus died just like them. Yes, Jesus died.
for all of us on the cross. Jesus loves the sheep. He loves us. See the shepherd who went out looking? See the shepherd who found the sheep? And he put it up on top of his shoulders because he wanted to make sure that sheep would know that he loved them. And I know that there are times when sheep have strayed enough that a shepherd will break a sheep's leg. And then he will bind it up so that he has to carry that sheep around on his shoulders all the time so that sheep knows how much the shepherd loves him. And that sheep does not stray again. There are people who are broken. There are people who need the Savior's love just like us. And so Jesus invites us to join him in reaching out and sharing that love. Do you know someone who doesn't know Jesus and of his love and faithfulness to them? Today you have a great resource in that song that Dr. Burkhart wrote that tells the story of Jesus and his love for you and his love for them. So may God use us to be a bridge and reach out to those who are yet to hear and believe in him. May God make it so. Amen.